podcast where best friends and next door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready and let's get into it. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian, and with me, as always, is Willow. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Today was a steaming pile of shit. Was it? Kinda. I mean, it wasn't like nothing terrible happened. It was just, uh, I don't know, it was a lot of nothing. Today wasn't as bad as yesterday. Yesterday wasn't great either. No. I feel like today is like a bowl of unflavored oatmeal. Yeah, like I'm not like... I'm like, not here for it, but it's it's not it's offensive, food. really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's the it's the time of year. It's my favorite time of year. I love it. Today's weather was beautiful. Today's weather was lovely. It's it's not the weather that bothers me. It's see, for whatever reason, it starts with Halloween, right? With me, mm-hmm. and then it goes to producer Will's birthday, mm-hmm. middle child Valentine's birthday, then Christmas, then New Year's. So I'm just. Oh, I forgot Thanksgiving in there. And that's just, it's too much cooking, yeah. I think, is the issue. Because mm-hmm. for Val's birthday, I made fish and chips, mm-hmm. which were delicious. And a raspberry lemon chiffon cake, which was also delicious. But it's a lot of cooking, and I'm I'm done. But I can't be done, so here we are. Yeah. I'd like to just eat takeout, but we live in the woods, y'all, and there's no takeout. No, takeout is about an hour and a half away. Um, one way. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's... Because at that point, it's like a whole... It's a three-hour journey. Might as well get a hotel room. Yeah, you're fucked. You just <laughs> might as well just live there now. So I just... No Arby's roast beef sandwich <laughs> is worth it. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. No. But yeah, now that I've talked boringly about food... uh. Let's let's get into this case I know nothing about. Okay. <laughs> I know you've teased it as flamethrower Santa Claus. Right, right. Which sounds right. pretty metal. I'm not, not going to lie. Epic as fuck. I know. It does sound pretty epic. I know. I'm really, like, because, like, after doing the research, I kind of fell in love with the family that he murdered, and so... Oh, no. You know, and it's kind of like, well, I don't want to be disrespectful to this family no. that was completely massacred by an absolutely insane and terrible person right but at the same time when has there ever been a flame-throwing santa gosh i don't know i don't either when it's mad max times maybe i'll be the flame-throwing santa you should take note from this guy and not do what he did you know me if i'm gonna do something i'm not going to fuck it up no yeah no which should scare my enemies frankly I do a true crime podcast. It's my hyper focus. If I'm going to kill you, I'm going to do it right. Just saying. <laughs> However, I would like to note that if I'm going to be brutally murdered, going out via flamethrowing Santa is, is pretty cool. Huh? You'll like go down I, in history. When I go to heaven, uh, everybody else is like, so how'd you die? I died in my sleep. I was like, flamethrowing Santa Claus. You didn't like They'll my be joke? Like, what? Eh? I put in a Christmas pun. I'm not good with Christmas. What did you say again? I said you'll go down in history. 
Oh shit! It's from that <laughs> stupid Rudolph song. Yeah, it's fine. You know what? I, I was hate... really proud of it. It happened like so organically. I yeah, and I ruined it, it utterly. Yeah. I yeah. fucking killed it. <laughs> you like, did. I did. I I brutally murdered it without remorse. Virgos are really good at ruining people's jokes by taking everything literally. It's very frustrating. Maybe it's on purpose. It's not. Uh, I'm very funny though. Yes, yes, that wasn't debated. <laughs> I do like ruining things. I know you do. I do. It gives me great pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, now we want to be respectful. We definitely do. Come on. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean because, like, I don't, no one should be murdered by anyone in a costume wielding a flamethrower that's ridiculous and sad. But on the other hand, it's so bizarre and strange that we would be remiss if we didn't at least go, whoa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a human response there that says, what the fuck? It does um, say that, yes. And this, and this story really is uh, just one of those what the fuck kind of stories. I love those. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's basically exactly verbatim what I said whenever I was <laughs> Googling Christmas stories and this was a headline and I was like, Beg your pardon? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. So this is the story of um, the Santa of Covina, also the Covina Massacre. Um, This was a man by the name of Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. What country is this in? Is this in the U.S.? Yes, this is Southern California. I don't know where Covina is. It's fine. I Um, failed geography once. (laughs) We don't have geography in Arkansas. (laughs) Do you guys not? No, I was kidding. We don't. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no, we don't know anything about the outside world. No, New Zealand isn't real, I hear. But yeah, um, Covina is in the San Fernando Valley area. Thank you. I know where that is. Mm-hmm. Now I'm picturing it. Okay, some palm trees. Apparently, it's just an absolute dream. Like, Covina apparently is like this suburb of Los Angeles that is like very. Um, home, like, like down home, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, there's it's, suburbia, it's a wholesome place. There is suburbia, wholesome there's, suburbia. There's shops. There's, you know, like it's it has Peaceful. that small town feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. With it's where you go scene. to get away from Los Angeles. Yes, it's yeah. like a completely different world. Apparently, I've been to Los Angeles. Really? You? Mm, it's a shithole. I would never want to go there. Yeah. Mm-mm. And any of our listeners from Los Angeles, uh, sorry about it. It's just I could see the smog like a hundred miles away. It's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it just—I mean, it's wild and it's fun, but it's—it's it's still gross. I have to have trees. I need me some mountains and some trees. Yeah, yeah. Some country roads or something. <laughs> you know, I just keep saying it because you hate it. It's really terrible. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so back to Covina. Indeed. So Bruce was born March 23rd, 1963, so that makes him a Pisces. Ew. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, oh. Yeah. Well, okay, so an underdeveloped male Pisces here, throwing big, whiny baby temper tantrums. A little bit. Every time he doesn't get his way. Oh, that's gross. Mm -hmm. And look. I'm sure there are some Pisces out there that are great. I love a wonderful Pisces, and I'm Ooh. sure I've known a few others. Who? 
All right. Well, we won't call out names. I got a, a stinky look. Um, I've only had bad experiences with the two Pisces I knew. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to kill them. I wanted to true crime them. <laughs> true crime them. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it now. Um, but, yeah, so there's not really much told about his upbringing or anything. I just assume that he had a pretty normal childhood. Do you think that, and this is a quick question before we really dig into it, because uh, this is something I'm noticing. Do you think that there's kind of this sweet spot in the age of cases where we'll hear more about the background? I kind of feel like more modern cases, we're not hearing as much about their background, even though we're all more connected via like social media and stuff. Isn't that weird? Like we know more about mm-hmm. the cases right now, but we don't know much about the background. That's what I'm. Because that's what I'm saying. Your family isn't, your family and your family upbringing is not nearly as important as the here and now these days. And, yes. Well, in our generations, like, like, it's just not a common thing that who, is talked about. Who maybe? talks to their parents? No right. one I know. You yeah, know, our like, generations were kind of fucked by the boomer generation a little bit. So we don't really. It's weird. I, I, I just wanted to point that out because I don't want people to think we're lazy in our research. It's no, just I a complete really lack of fucking everywhere. information. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I wanted to really dig into, like, Patsy Ramsey's, like, background growing up. Nothing other than she was good in beauty pageants and good in school. Right. And it's like, well, but it sounds like her mom was a big bitch. And she was, but the... It's just not enough to go on. Like, I don't even feel comfortable right. saying that, you know? Right. So it's just something to point out. I don't want people to think we're being lazy. Right. There's Absolutely. just no info fucking nation for some reason. And I mean, like, if you happen to know something that we don't oh, know. Oh, educate my share, ass, like, please. Definitely, I would, I would definitely love to know more. Because, especially with this guy, because it's like, how... What the fuck, dude? He's an exceptionally intelligent human being. Like, he went to a very nice high school, like a... It was like a polytech high school and Dang, then yeah and then he went into tech school again like in university yeah and you know i i you'll find like a lot of murderers mm-hmm. are actually pretty intelligent people yeah. but i wonder if they put more like weight on like rational intelligence instead of emotional intelligence this is something me and maris talk about a lot because all intelligence is a form of information mm-hmm. and to like block out the emotional intelligence part is like buttoning up too much and then you explode and kill everyone you know with a flamethrower well and like we had we had talked um about that after one of the recordings we've done oh recently. yeah we um, did talk about that yeah, recently all of us yeah chit chat sessions and um we talked about how emotional intelligence um just heightens your your understanding of things because you are able to be empathetic and then therefore be able to judge what could happen next based on somebody's emotional because response. of patterns and then you mm-hmm. you combine both emotions and logic and then right. experiencing empathy is just sort of experiencing someone else's experience right thus it's sort of easy to see the pattern in their behaviors well, and if you understand other people's behaviors and other people's emotions you're going to be able to gauge situations a lot better yeah, absolutely um, and i just wonder if if our killers here aren't really sure they have maybe a high IQ, but they're completely lacking in emotional intelligence whatsoever, and maybe that's part of the problem. I think, yeah, yeah, like nine times out of ten, probably, you know, like that's... I mean, mental illness aside or some other contributing right, factor, right, of course. Right, right, But I think, I think, yeah, that's, 
that's why a lot of these guys get into situations like that is because especially when they make those like really stupid mistakes yeah it's just mind-boggling like you went to mit and now you're acting like you have a turnip for a brain right you know right i think it's something i just think it's it's has something to do with not putting enough importance on emotional intelligence and any of these dudes just sort of blocking it out man yep yep i don't know because they i mean they can like this guy worked for nasa at one point in time and this dude and, you know, and like, and then he can make these stupid ass mistakes and then. And I'm going to say flamethrowering your family is a stupid mistake. Yeah. Like leave. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. I okay. want to know what the fuck happened yeah. here. No, this is a pretty, this is a pretty cool story. So, so yeah, like I said, not much is known about his upbringing except for the fact that he went to these really like. Smarty pants well schools. Well to do. Yeah. yeah. Smarty pants schools. And, and yeah, he had, like, a fucking awesome brain, apparently. Um, you know, he worked for NASA. He um, worked for an ITT uh, company. And he was uh, an engineer. And, I mean, just doing all yeah, that smart stuff. Yeah, clearly a, a smart-brained point, individual. Right. And at some point, at one of those jobs, in 1988, he met a co-worker named Delilah. They got engaged. And hey there, Delilah. <laughs> hey there, Delilah. Can I have all your money? Um, they got engaged. <laughs> and uh, you know, he, if we're going to hell, he dumped her at the altar, dude. He didn't even see show he's up. emotionally stunted. He's in everything. You'll see this non confrontational mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. he explodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He stood her up at the altar, and uh, I guess they had a joint bank account to pay for the wedding, which she was paying for everything, even though he has a fucking badass job. Um, and she had paid for the wedding and the... Um, honeymoon? The honeymoon, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm too poor, so I don't get one. We're like, what's that? <laughs> what's that they all never have? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, she paid for the wedding and the honeymoon, and, like, I guess she spent a couple weeks in depression, because who wouldn't? Yeah, And right. she didn't hear from him for a couple weeks, and when she did, she checked the... It was because she checked the bank account. No, that son of a bitch. Yeah, and he had spent, like, seven... Or, I think it was, like, 17000 or something like that. He, was, he spent a fuck oh, ton of well, money. Well, that's, that's enough He's, money to, to just... Yeah. Destroy his taint. Yeah, he... With a chainsaw. He basically just drained her bank account. What a cunt. Yeah. God. Yeah. I don't like this guy already. No, I hate him. His name's Bruce. (laughs) It's okay. I have a really good friend named Bruce that I love very much, but his name's not Bruce. His name's Bruce. Oh, so we... It's... Okay. Yeah. It's just all on how you say it. (laughs) (laughs) Lord. But yeah, um... And he... That kind of just foreshadows, like, how he treats women and how he views people and everything like Shittily. that. Very terrible. Yes, I, I'm really getting a sense. Of, okay, so he leaves her at the altar and then steals her money. Won't talk to her because he can't do confrontation because he's an emotionally stunted, pathetic little worm. <laughs> and he, like, he... That's his master class that he's in right now, his emotionally stunted, pathetic little worm. Right. That's, that's like, his his first level. Well, like, he only gets it worse and worse. He only, probably, gets, he only gets better and better at being the shithead. Probably, like, controlling fuckwad is coming up. Oh, he's terrible. Oh, it just gets worse. It I just, just want to be right. That's all. You're right. No, I know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah you're right. right. 
So a few years later, he met this woman named Elena Lucano. And she, I forgot how they met, but anyways, they, they met each other. They um, got married and a few years later, they had a son. His name was Matthew. And on New Year's Day of that year, Matthew was about, um, I saw anywhere from a year to a year and a couple months. So about 13, 14 months. And she had to go out shopping and grab some things. And she, so she had him watch the baby. And he wasn't paying attention to the child. He was watching oh, no. TV. The child walked outside and fell in the family pool. No. So it took him forever to realize that he was there. And it, there wasn't like a across the board... Um, like sources said all different things um, on exactly how the rest of the day um, played out. But anyways, one or the other, she came home. He, one of them noticed that the boy was face down in the pool. So they grabbed him, um, took him to the ER. They got him resuscitated. Holy shit. So yeah. And he had been face down in that water for For God knows how long. Yeah. At least a few minutes. Um, but when they airlifted him out and, like, you know, ran all these tests, they realized that he had some severe brain injury because of the lack of oh, oxygen yeah. for so long and that he would be bound to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Poor little fella. Right. And this, for some reason, affected Bruce Pardo. I don't know how it affected I him. I mean, maybe guilt? I mean, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, you suck. Dick, like, I mean, <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. I want to back it up. A kids little bit. can get into a lot of sure. shit. I'm not saying that whatever. accidents happen. Accidents happen. But and when I don't want to nail him to bits of wood just yet. He don't worry, left I will. his family and never spoke to them again. After he waited six months, he wouldn't even look at the kid. Oh, so his guilt was so overpowering. He, he just never talked off. to him. He never talked to his son again. All right, because okay. his son had the audacity to go and get a brain injury. It was his fault. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck this guy. I, nail I, I know. I we can nail him to various fine. bits of wood now. It's fine. Yeah. Well, he's probably dust now, so it's fine. But yeah, no, he's oh, shit. He's a fucking asshole, and I hate him. So controlling fuckwads next. That's my prediction. Yeah. He's going to find some other poor woman to victimize, and he's going to be a real controlling son of a bitch because he has a lot of guilt, and he's going to do it right this time. Let's see how, how right he oh, does he, it. He doesn't do it right at all. No. Um, but yeah, after, after he basically left his first family, um, you know, his son acquired a load of, medical bills and stuff like that. Did that, he pay them? Um, he, she took him to court. Good for her. Yes. And they had to pay all of Matthew's, or he had to pay all of Matthew's medical bills, which was $340,000. Hey, America, you're also a piece of shit. Right. And God. then, I know. And then he also had to pay out um, the home insurance policy for their house. Which was a few thousand, and then 
they had a settlement of $240 a month. Isn't that aggravating? God help <laughs> yeah. us all. All right, here's a little PSA for all the ladies. Ladies, I'm talking to you. You meet a nice fella. He seems really smart. Maybe he's got a good job. He went to some smart-brained school when he was a young lad. He's an engineer, works in software and IT. And you think, I've landed me a Prince Charming. He tells you he's been married before, and you're like, oh, child from that marriage. And then you're like, well, where's the visitation? We're like, nah, he's in a wheelchair, and that's gross to me. Run away. It's time oh, to run away. Anybody. He didn't even tell them. Ladies, here's another little PSA. Just for you. background check. Background ask, check. Ask questions. Ask background questions. check. No, background check. Yeah. All yeah. I have. Yeah. I quit dating a guy. We went on one date, and the vibe was off. Even though he was great, he was handsome. He had like money and a car and a job, and he didn't live in someone's basement. I background checked him, and he was a level three sex offender. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, do a vibe check. Trust yeah. your gut. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Fuck, I hate this guy. Yep. So, yeah, he never saw his son again after that. Um, but, yeah, he never talked about it. He never really told anybody. He kind of just, like... It never happened. It never La-dee-dee-da. happened. Yep. And then a few years later, in 2004, he met Sylvia Ortega Orza. Um, he was a... She he met her through a coworker. That coworker was Sylvia's brother-in-law. So, boy, I bet he's regretful. Yeah, I don't know if he's still here. Oh. So they met in two thousand four, and they were married in January two thousand six. So they dated a couple years, and then they were uh, wed, and they ended up. They started out their relationship pretty good. Everything was really awesome or whatever. He's determined this um, time to make it awesome, would be my guess. Yeah, and you'll, you'll see her photo. Um, she's gorgeous. I mean, the whole family, like her whole family, um, they're just adorable. I really love them. Um, but yeah, all the women especially are just, just beautiful. Um, but yeah, they ended up getting a million dollar home. They had nice. a really cute uh, Akita dog well those dogs are cute they really are their uh their dog's name was Saki which I think is cute um now Sylvia Sylvia's family was from Mexico and they were extremely family oriented it was a pretty big family um I think their parents had like six or seven kids probably Catholic um I would imagine probably but um she was previously married in the late 80s, but her husband died in a tragic car accident. Oh. And um, she ended up having three kids with him. So he's got some stepkids to ruin. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Um, then, after the kid's father died a few years later, she ended up marrying a man named George Orza, and they had another child, and then they divorced. So she has four kids. Okay. At some point in during their marriage, because they were only married a, a couple years, but some point after 2006, after they got married, um, this Bruce guy, so, he's such a little pussy, um, he really got is. a knee injury. 
Oh, no. Oh, fucking no. Better burn the whole house down. <laughs> it's all ruined. I know. He got a knee injury, and because of that, I guess he couldn't do the things he used to do. Maybe he pretended, like, couldn't pretend to be a normal person anymore and just lost his shit. He, he really did just lose it. Like, he's a big, whiny crybaby. So annoying. I hate this. And you know what makes me mad is so for the people at home who don't know, in uh, when I was twenty years old, on September twentieth at about eight oh five in the a.m., a giant industrial trash dumpster truck turned out in front of my car and I t-boned it going forty five miles per hour. The engine block came into the car, the cabin of the car, and tried to tear off my right leg. I have a like largely artificial uh, knee. I have a rod that runs from a knee to my ankle. I have pins and screws all down that leg. I fractured my skull in seven places, suffered a stage four traumatic brain injury, broke a bunch of other bones in my chest. And you know what? You don't hear me crying about it. I hate that shit. It's a knee injury. Get knee surgery, you big weenie. Watch, sit down and watch TV for a Take few it months. easy. Like, Put an ice pack on it. Take an Advil. <laughs> Smoke a doobie. The <laughs> fuck's wrong with you? Now my whole life's shit now. It's gonna be a big pain in the ass. He really did make the biggest fucking deal about this knee injury. It's really stupid. And I'm not telling people about my previous injury for like brownie points or sad points. Just a little contrast and compare. Right, right. And if you think I'm not in horrific pain today, Willow just <laughs> witnessed me getting up. My knee sounded like bubble wrap. Yep, yep. It's gross. Yep. And all she did was stand up to walk across the room. I'm sure all the blood drained out of my face, but I didn't. I just went, ugh. Yep. Nope, he's just going to ruin his whole life. He's going to for ruin no his whole life. Reason. Because he's a big, whiny baby. <sighs> yep. All right, give it. It's just so disappointing. Yep. So, with this knee injury, his marriage just went downhill. Like, first it started with his attitude with her, and just a they, dick. Just, yeah. they just quit having fun, basically, is what I've heard. Is like, he was I no longer... I can't have fun because my knee hurts! Yeah, yeah. He was just no Shut longer up. fun anymore. Oh my um, god. So then they started fighting about money. Oh, of course, because that's what controlling big baby cry bags always well, do. He's like very like compartmentalized to where his money is his money, your money is your money. Your kids are your kids. Oh, you pay for that's them. That's stinky. And he had a really good job, and she was like a receptionist. But or see, something. what I find very ironic and interesting is that with his first serious girlfriend, <laughs> his fiance, he took. Her uh-huh. money, which was their money. Uh-huh. And because he has this guilty conscience, he then compartmentalizes it later in his life because he won't resolve any of his issues. Because they're, they're not his fault. Nuh-uh. Run nope. away. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope his dick is eaten by piranhas. I think, I think it's just dust right now. His dick's dust? I think so. Oh, so he's dead. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I hope he killed himself. He did. Sweet, you're you're really good at like just reading into I everything know. and figuring Y'all, out. Y'all, I promise, pieces. I had I didn't, had no prior yeah, knowledge of this. I really case. haven't told her anything. Except I didn't. For the go- I picked out my Christmas cases based on cases I already knew. Mm-hmm. I didn't even Google it, so I don't know anything. Yeah. I'm just like the Nostradamus of true crime. Nostradamus. I had to say it slowly <laughs> like that because I was going to fuck it up because I feel real stupid today. So. Sylvia was working an admi- as an administrative manager 
assistant in 2008. And in doing this job, she was really good at doing taxes and things like that. And so she was like, well, I'll do my family's taxes while I'm doing my boss's taxes and everybody's bullshit yeah. paperwork. You know, she well, just of course. Why did you? theirs too. Well, in doing her family's taxes, she realized that he had a dependent. <gasps> the son that he never told her about. Now, how the fuck do you claim a dependent on someone you don't fucking talk to? It sounds like something my ex-husband would do. My ex-husband is a giant piece of dog turd. Yes. yes. But what the fuck? What how, the fuck? How? 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 I'm like, what? The audacity of this bitch. This bitch has so much audacity. I just, <laughs> uh, you know... So she's having a moment just like this. <laughs> yeah, she's been like, oh, mine. pretty mind much got. doing this yes. right now. And she calls his mother. <laughs> Girl. Yeah, because, okay, <laughs> Bring out the big guns. So his mom, um, Nancy Windsor. Ooh, Nancy. Nancy. His mother, Nancy, is apparently an amazing woman. Oh, she right. loved the Ortega family. She loved Sylvia. She probably lo- knew like, they were too good for her piece of shit son. all of them. I don't really think she... Did she not I don't know? think she knew her son very well. I really don't. Mm. It must have been one of those situations where he's just really super good to his mom in front of her face. And then, and then does a bunch of dumb shit behind mm-hmm, her back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. So, yeah, she called up Nancy and was like, yo, what is this? Like, the, the dependent? Like, what is this shit? Surely Nancy knew. Nan- of course Nancy knew. Yeah, but she was like, oh, he didn't tell you the fuck. Exactly. And so Nancy just spilled all the beans. She's like, this is what Sylvia. happened. And she's Sylvia's probably like, oh, I gots to go. Yes. Because that's how I'd be. Yes. So this happens in January of 2008. All right. Now the massacre happens. Good on her. The massacre happens the night before Christmas in 2008. So everything goes so almost down a year. this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Almost a whole year. Mm-hmm. All right. And, um, sorry. So, okay. So in March of 2008, they ended up getting divorced. So she spent from January until March getting all of her paperwork Yeah, together. she's getting her shit together. They, they had already been fighting so much that... It was inevitable even, anyway. They weren't yeah, even yeah. sleeping in the same rooms. This is a million dollar His house that they hurt. live in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they filed for a divorce um, in March. And he had to pay the attorney's fees mm-hmm. and monthly spousal support. Some alimony. Mm-hmm. But that she, pissed him off. Yes. And they had a joint bank account apparently. Um, where she had been like trying to squirrel away some money um, yeah, to like do. help afterwards, she had eighty eight thousand saved up in her savings account, and in two months it went down to seventeen thousand. Cause he's a bastard that steals. In two months, wow, that's a lot of hookers and blow. So in that time, um, did he have to pay that back? Is that part of the settlement, or is that? It's probably why he had to pay alimony and the attorney's fees, honestly. Mm-hmm. His attorney's fees um, at, were like $3,000. Oh, and then he had to pay a monthly amount um, 
and I forgot to write that part down, but it was it was kind of an extreme monthly amount. It was like a grand, a little over a grand. It's not that and extreme then, for the amount of money he has. Well, for well, I'll get to it in a second. But his his fees had to be cut down again because um, he's a big piece of shit who lost all big, his money. Well, then he ended up losing his job completely because his knee. No, because oh. he's a big piece of shit. That because too. he's an IT guy and he was like using time at work to go into the files oh. and fuck with files and shit. He he had also been um fired from another IT job like for years similar prior shit. for similar shit for like going in and looking at other employees Ew. like wages and weird things like that like looking at their records and he was stuff. being a spy he yeah. was eye hustling yeah but at this at this one um he ended up getting fired because he was going in and changing the numbers on his hours oh well that's embezzlement so exactly <laughs> so he got fired and because of him losing his job he couldn't pay the same amount he, of alimony yeah well then they not only cut it down they they like they they stopped charging his alimony because he didn't have a job instead of taking his ass to jail like they would do any other person with well he's melanin (laughs) i know i know he's a white man i know allegedly 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 so yeah um his his monthly payments were suspended due to lack of unemployment or lack of employment okay um so while he's divorced and jobless He's spending money this entire time. Uh, of course he is. Over the next four to five months, he is buying at least one gun a month. Oh. Tons of ammo. Yikes. At one point, he had bought the, like, the, like, California has a gun law, and I don't remember if it's, like, three or four or how many guns you can buy in one year, but he had basically reached that limit, and so... Around October, he went to Iowa to visit a friend, and in Iowa, he, he got, just bought more guns. He got more more ammo. Was he stocked up on ammo up there? Oh um, Jesus! Oh mm-hmm, no! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I think there should be a gun law that if your ex husband, <laughs> like if you get divorced, you should get like a text that says, "Honey, he buying guns." <laughs> I think get you a restraining. I think order. there should be a mental evaluation. Yeah, they can evaluation. fake that. There, there are sometimes, and I just think they can fake those. I just think at least, like your exes should be given a heads up if you go gun crazy. Right. That's true. Because I'm going to take it. That's why he bought them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he had a custom Santa suit. Uh, that oh, why? Well, he wanted he wanted this Santa suit to be bigger than normal. Okay. Um, and have a lot of built-in pockets. For all his guns? Yes. So, does he just, during the spending spree after their divorce and his getting fired, he decides to, that he wants to dress like Santa Claus? Yeah, just randomly. In September, he decides this. This isn't good. No. no. He starts buying guns in August, and in September, he buys a the Santa, Santa suit. suit. Custom made, extra Custom big made. to hold all his guns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Secretly, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yep. Okay. Okay. This is so stupid and weird. Right. Well, 
and uh, again, he's been part of the Ortega family. Like, he married Sylvia for two years, from 2006 to mm-hmm. 2008. He knew her brother. Yeah, he'd worked with him. Beforehand. So I guess he's known about the family since 2004, so four years. Um, but the Ortega family, they had these huge parties. Like huge they Christmas were, parties. They were pretty well to do. Isn't people. that like a Mexican thing to do also? Well, yeah. I mean, family is really important. Uh, I lived right next door when uh, after my car accident to a Mexican family in the apartment complex. And they always had huge family parties. They were so nice and brought me tamales all the time because mm-hmm. I was hurt and I couldn't walk around. And it made me so, it made me like happy, sad, you know? I was like, man, I wish I had a family. I know, I'm, I'm like really <laughs> trying not to cry because like... They have a nice family and he's just going to uh, ruin it. I know. Well, and like, there's, if, if you're just now listening and you don't know the backstory, um, I'm adopted and I don't know who my, I don't know for sure. I don't have any evidence on who my blood relatives yeah. are. And your adopted family is not great. Right. And so there, there is a suspicion that I could be, like, my father could have been a man who's Mexican. And so I always think about, like, the family that I didn't yeah, get to you, have. that's sad. You know? Um, and, and, yeah, and for listeners who don't know, and I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast, uh, but my entire family basically disowned me because I married a transgender person. Mm-hmm. My husband, so... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You have shitty families. Not any But good. the Ortega family was a lot like the family you described. They took in everyone and they lived at the end of a cul-de-sac. Oh, it's the best so, place for those kind of families I to know, live. I know. I know. It's just like at the she, end of the street. They're just going to have a party best. because it's a Wednesday type of deal. And that's how all of the neighbors uh, um, talked about the family. And that everybody was welcome in the neighborhood. Everyone. Oh, man, everyone I love came that over. Shit. Everyone loved this family. Everyone was family, you know, by the end of the That's night. That's what I try and do with the Friendsgiving family. when it's mm-hmm. not a plague. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't rare for on their annual Christmas Eve family get-together, it wasn't rare for Santa to show up. There was a neighbor that lived a, a few doors oh, down. And, and Bruce would have known this. Exactly. Because Bruce, Bruce is shitty Bruce and Bruce went to these gatherings all the time. And the neighbors later on talked about Bruce and said that he always looked awkward at these family gatherings. Mm. He was always Stick just up his ass. Like, well, they said that he looked like he wanted to fit in, but knew he didn't fit in. Yeah, because he's a big baby. Because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. When you're... Okay, so when you're a piece of shit and you're around all these genuine, good, warm people, you can't hide your shit as well. Right. And I think that's it right there. Right. His, his human suit was itchy. Right. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there was a neighbor that lived a few doors down that used to show up as Santa Claus and he would dress up as Santa, but, um, he had moved away a couple of years prior. So, but you know, it wouldn't be weird yeah, for Santa I, to show up. I had some sources say that Bruce played Santa a few times too. I don't really know about that, but either way, it Not wasn't that uncommon. Weird. It yeah. wasn't uncommon. So this is clearly a really premeditated, long thought out plot. Probably since March. We know for a yeah. fact it's been planned since August. Right, when he started buying guns. Mm-hmm. Yikes, okay. Because yep. he thought, I'll have them all in one place. Right. Because he knows that every year on this day, like clockwork, this They're gonna party. has always yeah. happened. Um, everybody's going to be there. So, just like clockwork, um, this is around midnight, but um, 
basically at every single family gathering, the grandpa, the father, uh, his name was Papa Joe or Joseph Ortega, but I'm going to call him Papa Joe because I love him and I want him to be my Papa Joe. Um, he loved playing cards. He was 80 years old. He was an immigrant from Mexico. He basically built his family business from the ground up. It was like a, um, a, a industrial paint or something like that. But he built this entire business and supported his family. They had a huge house. It's awesome. Yeah. And I just, I really love this guy. So pretty much any gathering, Papa Joe's going to be at that table playing cards and just kicking everybody's ass in poker and shit like that. Yeah. And this, this is what I'm used to is like all the adults are around the table playing cards and all the kids are kind of like lingering over their shoulders and like, you know, being kids. So that's kind of what the scene is um, at the family gathering that night. Everybody's playing poker. There's kids out back playing outside. This is Southern California, so on Christmas night, they're playing in the pool and, like, outside Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then one of the older teenagers um, was upstairs uh, playing video games. Like you do. Like you do at at family gatherings. You're like, I can't do this because whatever. Ew, the adults and ew, the stinky children. Ew. That was me. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and so all this is going on and all of a sudden they hear the doorbell ring. I don't get it. Eight-year-old Katrina, who is his niece, answers the door. Now, I've heard some sources say a few things, but the one that hit me the hardest was I heard from one source that when she answered the door and she saw Santa there, Santa picked her up and swung her around as if it was like a A fun, happy, good time. Like a fun, happy, good time from like a father figure or something like that. What a piece of shit. Santa was carrying a big, huge present. And whenever he sat her down, he opened fire. He shot the little girl in the face. Fuck. His eight-year-old niece. She didn't do nothing to him. She answered the door with so much glee and excitement about fucking Christmas night and Santa Claus. That's so terrible. And he shot her in the fucking face. You know, uh, again, special hell on that one. I think that's the part that that gets me the most. Yeah, it's that, bad. That's that's, that's the terrible. part. That's fucking terrible. Where I can't even joke about flamethrower Santa. You know, I'm really fucking bummed now. I hate now. him now. Oh, um, I hated him from the beginning, but I extra hate him. Yeah, you shoot a baby girl in the face. Fuck you. So like I could get shooting the adults. I mean, I don't agree with it. No, but, but it's easier to shoot an adult because it's an equal. But to shoot a child, a baby of the yeah. most innocent, the most innocent time of her entire life she's like oh my god santa she's so happy eight-year-old she's so happy Sucks. she spent the whole night well, with i will Papa tell you Joe. this and i don't you know i'm not trying to make it better or anything but at least her last i mean it was probably over before she could register it now did she live get out of here now i'm extra bummed i was trying to make myself feel better no, you can't feel better about this all mm-hmm. right no mm-hmm. keep going don't linger so I don't want you to he linger on this one he thinks he got her and he goes into the house 
where he continues to open fire on just everybody, everyone, like blind rage shooting. And once I'm done with this, um, I'll go back over and and talk about all of the people that he, that was victimized through this, um, massacre. Um, but yeah, he ended up shooting Papa Joe and the grandma and his ex-wife, Sylvia, like all of the adults that were at the table, he opened fire on them. Um, only a few survived from this. And then once he thought that everybody was dead, he took out his homemade flamethrower, which was actually just a can, like a canister of, I've heard sources say either gasoline or like a fuel accelerant. Um, it's probably gasoline or nitrogen or something. I would imagine something flammable. Mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. oxygen would do it too pure oxygen it looked like an oxygen tank but i everybody is saying it was gasoline or like something that you would put in um not a rocket or jet but like i don't know aerosol maybe hmm. i don't know i'm just gonna say gasoline because that's what most of the sources said was Go gasoline. With it. It, it doesn't look like a gas matter. tank it yeah. looked like an oxygen tank like this yeah the cylinder and with like he like welded like some sort of janky ass thing on top of it to like shoot out, and the thing is is like it's Mexican Christmas. There's candles fucking everywhere. Okay, you didn't need the fucking flamethrower. No, you just could have. You could just knocked over a candle like a or cat. like a lighter on a curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. No, he wanted to go out. No, in he style. wanted to be GI Joe. Yeah, and fuck this guy. Yeah, the flames were over 50 feet high. Oh, my God. It took 80 firefighters an hour and a half to put it out. 80 firefighters. That's nuts. We don't have 80 firefighters in no this whole half of Arkansas. No. No, we don't. I think I know them all. <laughs> well, I mean, this was this is the, the San Fernando near, Valley. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a lot of people the, there. Well, no, so. they have wildfires every year. So. Yeah, we don't... Yeah. They're, they're An occasional wily mountain man will start a fire. <laughs> How do I know this, Willow? When I moved here, right, uh, I was driving to my house, and I was driving very slow because I wasn't used to the hills yet. And there was, like, our volunteer firefighters drive, like, Jeeps and SUVs. They do, and they, yeah. they just have, like, a janky light that On the top, a little mm-hmm. yellow light. Anyway, mm-hmm. they were pulled over the side of the road, stomping on a small fire. And so I rolled down my window and I was like, what's all this then? And he's like, mountain men. And I went, I beg your pardon, what? And he said, mountain men, they, they like to start fires sometimes. They, they live beyond the law. <laughs> and I went, well, could, could we get them? Like, that makes could me they, so happy. Could mountain men. <laughs> could, could we make them? I just, are they here? <laughs> and he was like, well, around here somewhere. And I went, that is so disconcerting on several levels. Well, I'll leave you to it. That's my, that's my anecdote. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite things that's ever happened. I, mean, I was a little freaked out, but I was like kind of delighted at the same time. So I was like, ah, oh, they live beyond the law. I see. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. So. Okay. Yeah. So back to that. So. I'm just so, like, it's it's so many names of all these people. He ended up killing nine people, 
three were injured, and, it, like, only a few survived. And I think there was, like, there was a lot of people at this party. Yeah. Um, I've had big But their youngest like daughter, uh, Letitia, who was at the table, this is um, the granddaughter, Katrina, the one that got shot in the face. Yeah. This is her mother. Okay. So she, she had been at the table playing cards, too, but she slipped out the back door. When she saw when she saw her daughter get shot in the face, like, she ran out the back door, ran to a neighbor's house, and called nine one one. Good for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, glad the little girl lived. Yes, and I'll and I'll get to that okay. too because while he was shooting the grandparents, she snuck out the front door because remember she's at the front door. Right. Um, wow, damn, that is some strength. Yeah, she, being only eight years old, she was so smart so intelligent in what she did because somehow she knew to turn her face a certain way when he shot so it glanced off of her it just it just hit her jaw oh ow well yeah yeah but she was able to get out that way yeah and she ended up meeting up with her mother and her mother called 911 I love that the 911 call is actually pretty infamous it's it's played on just about every single platform that well, I why don't what we'll do is go ahead and add that nine one one call right here, okay. and we're gonna let people listen to it. Yeah, so, yeah. So here we go. Okay. Karina nine one one. Um yes, I'm on Northwest Avenue. Uh-huh. I'm a homicidal guide, and he's shot my little cousin right now. Okay. Is there? Can you tell if there's anybody injured? Because we have fire department and officers en route. Hello. Hello. Hi. call uh, mm-hmm. saves you the googling effort right yes. and, and you can hear how just insane the energy is from this massacre Letitia Letitia was just absolutely distraught she just saw her daughter get shot in the fucking yeah face. I don't know how she, she saw even hold her together, father you know? and her mother and all of her siblings murdered in front of her and yeah. she had the wherewithal to not only go and call the cops, but actually use words and put them together. I couldn't. I, I'd just be screaming. These I don't even know these people, and it's hard for me to put words together right, to even tell like, this sad. fucking story. No, I'd just be making fucking monster noises. Right, right. I would just be screaming. And I don't know if I would have... You know the thing that gets me is she ran out the back door. 
mm-hmm. that was so smart because you know, she knows like she can't go help her kid because there's a gunman right, right. right there, right? Just spraying bullets, and that that takes some strength. It's what I'm not saying. run towards your child because that's yes. what you would and want you may to do. think it's the opposite, but I know damn good and well she knew the only way to help her daughter was to get out of there. Yes, and that is just yes. some big balls on her. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, mm-hmm. no, and she really is one of the heroes of this story. Absolutely, um, I'm. I'm really, really proud of her, and I'm really proud of Katrina because they, they really, um, they saved the day they as saved, much as it could as be as saved. Could. Yeah. yeah. They did some things that most humans could not, no. would not be able to. You do. shoot me in the face, and I'm laying down. <laughs> I'm laying down. <laughs> I'm done. I'm gonna lay down now. Yeah, I'm, I'm shot, and I'm laying down. Right. So yeah. So he engulfed the entire house in flames, and um. God, I, I'm sorry. I was I was trying to find my place in my notes, and just randomly in the middle of my notes, it says. Uh, I wrote, he left 15 children either orphaned or without one, at least one parent. God. 15 children were parentless. That's so funny. After up. this one night on Christmas Eve. So, did he kill himself there at the scene? No. Of course so, not. What a pussy. So, he, he does all this, starts the fire, and he had, um, he had actually gotten a rental car for some, he's so crazy. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. You can trace that so easily. So I, I had to like cross-reference this a few times just because I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. And, and I'll go over it in a second, but like, it's just so weird. He did this thing with the cars and I think he fucked up. I think somewhere in this plan, he fucked up because he's been planning this for like six months straight. Yeah. And so it, there's no way that it would make sense by the way that he did it. He must have fucked up somewhere. So, right. and I'll get into that in a second. But when he used the flamethrower mm-hmm. or gas canister, whatever canister thing, it had sprayed on him. Good. So the Santa suit actually ended up melting into parts of his skin. I like that. Later on, um, when they did the autopsy, they actually found third-degree burns all over his arms, chest, neck area. Nice. That hurts. And parts of red and white... Fibers. Fibers in <laughs> his skin. Idiot. Yeah, gasoline, actually, mm-hmm. against certain, like, uh, polyester products will melt. I was about melt. to say that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much to no. melt polyester. No. Not at all. I'm, you can melt it with a lighter. Easy. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Chicken... Don't no, lemon squeezy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I want chicken squeezy. Squeeze Maybe I'm just chicken. hungry. <laughs> what else is new? So at some point, and I, I couldn't find where he ended up changing out of his Santa suit, because in the um, 911 call, um, you can hear her. She's saying, oh, wait, he cha- he was in a Santa suit, but he changed. And then she's talking to somebody else, and I think it's like either her brother or right. um, male sibling cousin but um they're saying wait no he's in a black he's in a black shirt or a hoodie or whatever so he changed into something else at some point um which think about it, he had to like rip the yeah. Santa suit off I love of his it. skin i hope it hurt and change so he goes to his brother's house which is like not very far away and his brother is at like a different holiday event and his brother knows nothing about this no and so he goes to his brother's house and fucking shoots himself in the face. 
Good. Well, Fuck you. In, in the mouth up through the top of the head. Good. And... But did you was, have to do it at your brother's house? That's so rude. Isn't that rude? Like, sitting in your brother's chair kind of shit. Don't even like, do it in the rental car. If someone's going to have to clean that out, go in the woods yeah, and shoot yourself in the face, yeah, you giant piece of yeah. turd. Because, like, the bullet lodged in the ceiling of his brother's house. And because of that and because of, like, trajectory or whatever, um, they actually thought that somebody else had killed him. Uh. So you made extra work. Yes. You turd. Yes. So I thought this part was funny. They found a key fob in his pocket um, as well as a, a plane ticket to Canada. Oh. Like he was going to go there. And um, Yeah. And which everybody made mention that there was a layover in Iowa, which was around the same place that he visited his friend in Iowa. So they didn't like, nobody knew like exactly what his plan was. If he was going to go to Canada or if he was actually going to go to Iowa and just yeah. try to throw off the cops. Yeah. Um, which, cause you know what I have learned in watching, uh, especially the show, the first 48, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I love that show. I mean, I don't, know that love is the right word but i like to watch it um is that you <sighs> cops first of all are bad at their job number two what get out of town if you murder someone here's my psa murderers uh leave town immediately mm-hmm. yeah and absolutely. ditch whatever you drove there in yeah and then shave your head or something mm-hmm. and then don't buy anything with credit cards get all your money out of an atm yes. and just go in the woods and disappear for a while yep that's it be forgotten yeah, because they're just, they, no one leaves. No. And if you're, as long as you're outside of jurisdiction, nobody's going to come looking for you. Not right away. Yeah. Not unless they get the FBI involved. And not unless you kill somebody white. That too. God. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck. So, the key fob was to, uh... Oh, and he also had, like, several thousand dollars, like, saran wrap to his leg, which I think was so weird. Why are you going to saran wrap it to your leg? You have pockets, you fucking weirdo. Right? Um, Like, they're not going to pat his leg whenever he goes on the plane. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. But the key fob went to the rental car, which I guess was parked just, like, up the road from his brother's house, probably, like, on the side of the road, you know, parallel parked or whatever. But, like, investigators, (laughs) in order to find the car... They just walked up and down the road. Oh, I went beep, beep, beep. They made it seem like they were, like, such cool investigators. And, like, yeah, they just walked up and down the road, hitting the panic button. I mean, you know. I mean. Whatever works. Yeah. That's funny, though. Dummy. But, yeah, they they saw some, like, questionable shit in his his, uh, rental car. Um, Like, ammo and weapons and like bomb making equipment and oh, shit good. like that so and the santa suit was in there and so they were like well we gotta take all precautions so they even like shut Did they down, bomb squat it they bomb squat it. they shut down that section of street they got uh did they get a robot they got a little robot got a fucking robot you're so good at this i love it um <laughs> i don't i just like i can i'm almost there yeah i know I love i'm it. seeing the little robot it's kind of sunsetty almost yeah. and there's some palm trees mm-hmm. and there's like an suv mm-hmm. i'm here for it do you see the santa suit i do rumpled up in the back yeah and little so, melty in places uh-huh. so good to me so the little okay. robot guy goes up to the santa suit yeah and he's like Arr. and he grabs it <laughs> 
and the fucking car explodes. <gasps> he had it booby trapped. R.I.P. Little robot. <laughs> R.I.P. Little buddy. <laughs> I don't know why that made me sad. <laughs> I know. Poor I'm, robot man. Like it was kind of like whenever the robot guy was on Mars and he said, what was his last like words? I don't know. His last words were like. It's cold. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's getting dark, mommy. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what he said. It was like, it's getting dark. Yeah. No. I cried when that Give happened. him some batteries. Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We so, anthropomorphize everything. I'll do it to like a fucking house shoe. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're looking cute today, so cozy and warm. <laughs> so Jeez. while police are dealing with this scene, right, they get a phone call. And the phone call is from, uh, oh God, whatever. I can't find it in my notes. I can't find his actual name. Um, but he... <laughs> I'm too in this. I can't read. No, I have to just, just tell read. you about just it. Just tell me. So they get a phone call from this guy, and he's like, hey, there's been this car parked up the road from my house for a few days, and it's not mine. I've talked to all my neighbors. It's not my neighbors. And it's just kind of it's kind of sus, a little suspicious, and I want you to check it out because it makes me nervous. And they go, and they check it out, and it's a RAV4. It is his car. It's an SUV, like I said. A, yes. Because this cunt would have one. And this ended up not being rigged. It didn't blow up. Oh. But it had maps to Canada. <laughs> it had guns and ammo. It had a change of clothes. It had food. It had basically Ooh, all was, of his He was going to camp out. So this guy that called, this was Sylvia's de- defense attorney for her divorce. Oh, my God. Why did he go over there? Was I he going to kill that guy? Yes. He was going to kill that guy. He was going to kill that motherfucker. And I think It was all about the alimony. I think he got the wrong cars. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yes, I think he switched them up. The bomb car was supposed Supposed to be in front of the attorney's house. So it could blow him up. His getaway car was supposed to be in front of his brother's house. But he fucked it up. He fucked everything up. And that's why he killed himself. And he's dumb as shit. That's why he killed himself. Just like when he overreacted about his knee, he overreacted about the switched cars when he could could have just driven or walked or called an uber well it was an uber then or a cab nope must shoot self in face whole plan ruined now yep well fine yep i'm fine with that ending fuck that guy fuck him to death so they go to his house i mean obviously they know who it is because during the autopsy they like they like had to like figure out like who he was and all this stuff and they're like oh he he's recently divorced to Sylvia, whose family was just murdered. No, oh, it's that guy. Santa suit. Red fibers. Hmm. Good job, police. <laughs> you don't even need Scooby-Doo for this one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they go to his house uh, just to gather evidence or whatever. Um, not that there's going to be a case. Well, no. But in his house is basically, like bomb like studio like a bomb making studio basically like it's yeah. just it's just like a that how dude to did not take it making well. a bomb like in his house and then i mean i'm gonna be fair making bombs isn't hard fight well, club well yeah, that's so. not where i learned it but uh you know i i never blew up anything other than dirt 
And it was one of those things where someone said that I was stupid. And I'm like, no, I'm not. They're like, prove it, make a bomb. I don't know why this was a thing. I was like 14, so I made several. It's not hard. Yep, this is before the internet, so fuck you. <laughs> anyway, fuck this guy. I hope he's in the part of hell where, like, you know, centipedes eat his butthole for eternity. But yeah, he had a, um, he had a shed out back. Of course he did. Of course he did. And he, he had, had like, he had like the crazy person outline where, you know, he had, I, I'm sure he had like the red string. A manifesto? He had an, in, it was an entire shed full of every little detail of this plan. Oh. Everything. That's good. Everything was Maps outlined. Maps and pictures. Like and... this is probably what he was working on since August. Dang, Bruce, chill out. It, what the fuck was this guy's deal? Exactly. What's his dingle deal? That's what I, I want to know. I don't know because, I again, I don't know his upbringing. His mother. Something's wrong. His mother was a good woman or is or whatever. But We don't know for sure. I'm not going to pin it on her, but something somewhere went sideways with this dude. Something went sideways. And, you know, like. Like, he, if you notice the, like, the trend of if everything's not perfect, if something's just slightly off, he just loses his bananas. Right. I find right. that really strange. He's right. really controlling, clearly. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I love that, that his getaway car thing got screwed up, so he just shot himself in the face. Right? I was like... It's so funny to me. Every time somebody brought that up and like said something about that, I was like, wait, why would the bombed car be in front exactly. of the Exactly. He fucked it up, and then he was like, oh, whole plan ruined. Must uh, unalive. Unalive myself. Yeah. Yeah. And hero. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. I hate him intensely. I hate him so much. And I, I do, because I hate him so much, well, in addition, the reason, I don't know. A lot of my hatred for him stems from the extra information that I found on the Ortega family. Um, first of all, I just want to read this little clip okay. uh, from the New York Times, published an article, like, not very long, like a few days after okay. the, this incident. Go for it. And they said, the patriarch and matriarch known as Papa Joe and Alice were the center of the family's life. Papa Joe wore a different baseball cap almost every day. Alice doted on her two dogs, a mutt and an Alaskan husky. It was also said that pa Papa Joe saw Alice for the first time while she was riding her bike. And he said to his friend, I'm going to marry that woman. And from that day, he was absolutely in love with her. Well, quit! You know, I'm like getting shivers, and Don't I'm like gonna start it. crying because Papa Joe and Alice were in love for fifty years. I love that fifty three years, and they loved everybody, and they did everything for everybody. They were everybody's grandma, grandpa, mom, dad. Yeah. Well, they're in heaven, so right. And that guy's in the centipede eating your butthole section of hell. They moved um, to the United States from Torreon, uh, Mexico, and I wish I wish I grew up around yeah, right. my Mexican blood relatives probably because I would know how to say these things. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't speak so gringo. <laughs> you are a gringo. Um, but yeah, they ended up like saving all of their money and they came to America. They bought a house in nineteen. They did the whole American dream they shit. They did the whole yeah. thing. They had their beautiful family. And again, just everybody loved them. Everybody 
talked so highly about them. One of their neighbors said, when you walked into a room, every one of the Ortega kids would come up to you and give you a hug and a kiss. And then she said, when you were leaving, they would come up and say goodbye, and they were the most respectful family I'd ever known, and it all started with Joe and Alice. But, but immigrants are the problem, Willow. Not, yeah. not the pieces of shit that already live here. Clearly. <laughs> well, we should put them in cages! That's a good idea. Sorry, I'm just mad. I'm still mad. Yeah, I'm still mad. mad. I stay mad. No, I'm mad forever. Yep, mad forever. I'm still sad piranhas did not eat his dick. Yeah, but... I'm glad he's gone. So, late, like, um, right after the massacre, um, there was an interview with his mother, Nancy. And in the interview, she said, It would have been so easy for the family to hate me. And Sal, Sal Castillo is one of um, Sylvia's children. And she said, And Sal was just so wonderful. He said, we love you you're, and your family. I love them so much and it was very, oh. and, it, and it's very hard that this has happened. And so I just want to go, uh, like I said, down the list of the people that he killed the during nine this victims? massacre. Okay. So the first one was obviously Papa Joe, Joseph Ortega, who was 80 years old. And then there was... Um, Alice, which her real name was Alicia, but she went by Alice. Alice Ortega was 70 years old. James Ortega was their son, and he was 52 years old. And um, Teresa Ortega was 51. She was James's wife. Charles Ortega was 49. That was Joe and Alice's son. Sherry Lynn Ortega was 45. That's Charles's wife. Alicia Ortega... Uh, Alicia Ortiz, Ortiz, sorry, um, was 46. That's their daughter. Sylvia Pardo, 43, dude's ex-wife. And Michael Ortiz, which was uh, the 17-year-old upstairs. And because the entire family lost their lives in that one night... Um, the family business and the, like the family ran as a business, families are businesses basically. And so the family had to have a leader and basically the family torch was passed down to their youngest daughter, the only one that survived of the children. And that was Letitia who was Katrina's mother. So it was basically after the whole thing burnt down and everything crumbled, Letitia and Katrina had to build it back up, build it back up. Yeah. And, and I'm sure they did. And Katrina is uh, an amazing woman. She, you know, she was eight in 2008, so she's probably 20, 21 now. And all through high school, she really stood up against gun violence. There Good. was a school shooting that had happened, and she went, like, on national TV to have a moment of silence for the children. She read all of the children's names and she really speaks up against gun violence today. Well, so yeah. she is an amazing, That's amazing awesome. person, amazing yeah. advocate. That's awesome. And I can't imagine what she went through because yeah. it took years and years and years and probably still more of counseling just to get over Christmas. Well, yeah. Just to get over like the triggering songs that you'll hear at the store. I can't or, even like, imagine. All the yeah. stuffed 
the stuffed Santas that you see at the store, anything that has to do with Christmas or Santa. Yeah, very she would just like she would just like lock herself in her house, you know, yeah. and not go out. I don't I don't blame her at all. Right. Oh, but yeah, that is the insane tragic story of the massacre of Covina. Damn. AKA flamethrowing Santa. Fuck that guy. I know. I wish it was like flamethrowing Santa like burns a bunch of Nazis. Oh man, now now you've made a video game that, I play. That, oh, that would be so cool. It would be so like, fun. Set like, him on fire. Super and punch pixelated, him in the face. like like like, like old Doom. Screen scroll yeah. or whatever it's called. Like an old Doom game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. So I had a revelation. A revelation. A revelation. I want next month to be listener suggested cases i want people to tell us what cases to do oh well what if nobody tells us then we're gonna pick our own maybe we'll pretend no i'm just kidding i i don't think i've already had like about three or four people message me with cases okay who listen oh okay so i mean we're we're already good okay but i want more well nobody messages me (laughs) oh no not fair don't make the sad face. Message Willow. What the fuck's or, wrong with you? You know, email us at uh, us at cruelty dot pod at gmail dot com. Yeah, which is still messaging a, me yeah. because I have the email. On I my don't. Phone. I don't have it, so. and I never will. I thought we were doing cults. I was all my brain was all. Well, ready I'm. For cults. I'm thinking for the the Patreon is what I'm oh. saying for next month. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I didn't say that because I'm stupid. Okay. Uh, the free episodes will be cults because those are fun. And I'm not going to cover Jonestown because I feel like there's 60 billion documentaries. Yeah, it's been drilled in our goddamn head. It's <sighs> not Kool-Aid. It's Flavor-Aid or whatever. Okay, the fuck. we don't... Yeah, I know. It's so, it was so televised and everywhere mm-hmm. and documentaries. Y'all don't need me to do that one. I, I have, have no hot take. some weird, obscure cults that nobody knows about. Oh, I have some. Do you got some, like, like of the flowers i have and, like, one where it's a rates. lady who used christianity plus weight loss oh good god yeah and there were true crimes that happened but her death is not necessarily a true crime it's still great it's a just it's just so wild i, I love it her hair was very enormous That's, like the skinnier she got right. the bigger the hair Bigger the hair, closer to Jesus. You want hair high enough to tickle Jesus' toes. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I've decided, too, that um, I'm going to cover my next case. Me, personally, will not be Christmas-related. Okay. I want to take time to cover missing persons cases of people that don't normally get the spotlight because they're not white and petite and cute or whatever okay that's just what i want to do yeah yeah and we'll get right back to people just bludgeoned to death (laughs) on christmas time which is we know what you want uh i don't know (laughs) so yeah that was a good case you did good thanks i mean it was depressing as hell it was terrible it was quite bad it was really shitty i'm very sad now researching it not fun. He took what I wanted as a child and ruined it. And he he set it on fire. He literally did that. He took all of my hopes and my dreams and he set them on fire. Yeah, because my Christmases were usually people just made fun of me. Yeah. Yeah. I got made fun yeah. of a lot. Mm-hmm. 
or they'd ask me to like perform. I'm a funny person. I don't know how I'm funny. And like, if someone told me like how to Lillian teach me how to be funny, I'd just be like, I don't know. I'm just talking and people laugh. I, just, I don't know why it happens. It used to make me cry. So I've, I've accepted that I'm funny. I just don't know how. But when I was a kid, they would like make me get up and do bits in front of everyone. It was very humiliating. And uh, yeah, I would have loved to have a fun, warm family Christmas. Right. I always nope. wanted a grandpa. I had a good grandpa. I had two of them. I always wanted that grandpa that I could like crawl up in his lap. And, and he'd he tell like, me stories or yeah, something. Yeah, old timey man stories. Fall asleep on his belly, and you have like a like a raspy laugh. Yes, I was so fortunate, and I had two amazing grandpas. Lost one when I was seventeen, and that was oh very traumatizing for some reason. And then my other grandpa I lost when I was like thirty one, thirty two, and uh, I say that because like the whole years from when he got really sick to when he died or a complete smeary blur of pain. But it was like the only family member I had that I, that loved me died. Mm -hmm. And I felt really alone yeah. at the worst time of my life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, fuck you, guy. Bruce, yeah. you big turd. Yeah. Oh, did you stub your toe and now you got to burn down your house, you big weirdo? Mm -hmm. What a weird guy. I don't like him. Something And wrong. when you see his face... I'll hate it, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, he's got a very hateable face. Punchable? Punchable face? With gloves on, because I don't want to touch it. But I'll touch yeah. it if I can feel the bones crack under my knuckles. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. His face looks like one that would make a, a sound when you A squelching it. sort of like noise. Ew! Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Sorry for, if you're having, if you're wearing headphones. Yeah, if you have misophonia, we apologize for that bullshit we my just bad. did. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, we um, both have misophonia, and yeah. so, like, poor producer Will has, like, the worst allergies in all of existence, and he's very loud when he breathes, and we, we want to punch them frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for today. Yes. As a, It's late. Yes. And uh, we're tired, mm -hmm. but we... Oh, oh, one more thing. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't you have some Santa facts you wanted to tell me? Do you want to hear the Santa facts? Are you all jazzed for them? Yeah, you you, you brought it up, and then yeah. you, you... And then I forgot about them. Yeah. But I have them. Yeah, tell me about them. So, here's some facts about Santa Claus. And St. Nicholas, who was an actual person. So, St. Nicholas was... And I'm not sure when he was around. I think it was a long, long time ago. I want to say like the 17, 1800s. Okay. And he would leave gold coins in people's shoes secretly because he never wanted anyone to thank him for his gifts. That's part of being a saint. He was all humble and shit. Mm. But like he would do that. So like, of course, people needed money. Gold coins were worth a lot of money back then. His biggest presents were like, if a father had a lot of daughters, he would leave a lot of presents for th that father. So he wouldn't sell his daughters into prostitution. Thanks, Santa. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> saved my daughter's virginity one more year. Thanks, Santa. So... 
this is one thing St. Nicholas did, one of his miracles. So according to the Catholic Church, in order to become a saint, you have to perform some miracles and be murdered horribly in the name I, of the Lord. That was, that was going to be my next question, yes. I have told you. Yes. Oh, so here's one of St. Nicholas's miracles. He was walking by a butcher shop one day, and he looked into the window and saw that the butcher had captured some children and was chopping chopping them up for ham. Not ham, but, you know, ham. For he was hanging crunchy ham bits and the ch child meat in the window, and St. Nicholas burst in and said, No, that's bad, and he resurrected the children. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, they're very Christmassy, these stories. So... Did he turn them into his elves? No, they just were regular back to being alive oh. and not ham. So, uh, apparently, the legend surrounding St. Nicholas came from the Netherlands, and he was called mm -hmm. Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas, mm -hmm. which I love. But he came from Spain to get on a steamboat to deliver presents to the children. Okay. Instead of a sleigh out of the North Pole. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't until 1931 when Coca-Cola started using Santa Claus as kind of, you know, advertisements that he wore the traditional red suit. What? Word. What? He was usually dressed in like navy or green or gold. That's stupid. He was not a a chonky guy. He was very skinty. I don't like that either. No, but that's true. Not right. Yeah. Oh no, Santa's very old. Saint Nicholas was like uh, around in three eleven. B.C. Oh, or C.E., excuse me. Jesus. So during a famine, uh, and it was at the port of Myra in Constantinople, St. Nicholas, and who was the bishop of Myra, asked if the sailors wouldn't mind giving him some wheat for, like, the poor. Mm -hmm. But the sailors refused because the emperor had been promised a certain weight of wheat, so they couldn't give any away. Like, they couldn't defy the emperor to feed starving people. Right. Nicholas told them whatever they gave him, the sailor would suffer no losses. He was about to perform another miracle. <laughs> and indeed, when they arrived in Constantinople, the weight was the same. And it was enough wheat that he took to feed the city for two years, and it ended the famine. I don't believe that. Well, it's, this is a long time ago story. What do you believe, that it's in the North Pole and he's flying around with some magic deer? Because I don't believe that either. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a deer, a, a, a reindeer run? Yes, it's great. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a video of one running today, and it's so cute. So basically, the whole Santa Claus myth, the St. Nicholas thing, they kind of morphed in between Odin, Sinterklaas, and St. Nicholas. Okay. And the Scandinavian countries had like a magical goat called the Yule Goat who went around delivering like presents and made sure families had like completed their like Yule preparations. Mm -hmm. And sometimes demanded gifts for itself. It's like, I've come here to make sure that you trim this tree right, girl. 
Now give me presents. And it's like, you know what? Criticizing goat, get out. Criticizing goat. Can you imagine, though, if you were just like... <laughs> Like getting ready You're just for the chilling. Night. You I are guess. making dinner for your family. This fucking Girl. goat shows up and like, mm-hmm. hoof, 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 tap, 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 tap. Yeah, I don't like none of this, girl. <laughs> Fuck off, goat. This clashes. These reds do not go together. No, they're two different reds. And you've got juniper with evergreen, girl. And it's like, goat, get out. We are poor. It's a miracle we lived through. Like. Any of the times. Any of the times. So here's what other countries leave out for Santa Claus. Okay. Because we leave out milk and cookies. Yes, we do. Yeah. In Britain and Australia, he's given sherry and beer instead of milk. Of course. And mince pies instead. Fucking gross. Ew. You don't like mince pies. In Sweden and Norway, children leave rice porridge. Okay. I eat a sweetened <laughs> rice porridge type thing that's really yummy. And in Ireland, they leave out a Guinness. <laughs> you know, I Santa's hate Guinness. Getting Santa's up getting fucked Santa's getting tore up from the floor up. Yep. And they leave him some, like, Christmas pudding. Now, when I say Christmas pudding, everybody's is going to think, like, oh, like Jello pudding. Listen, bitches, when it comes from the UK, they mean a dessert. Pudding means dessert. That's all it means. It could be a cake. It could be a pie. It's a pudding, and they call it a pud, and it makes me mad. Be specific. That's not even what pudding is. Why can't you guys talk? (laughs) Why can't they talk right? It's infuriating. (laughs) We're the colonies over here, and I I just can't hit. A biscuit ain't a cookie. It's not. Nope. A biscuit is delightful, fluffy, buttery, like breakfast bread thing. Okay? It's not a cookie. You have a tea. A sponge is what I use to clean my dirty (laughs) sink. It's not a cake. So just want everybody to get this all straightened out. Yeah. You okay? Oh, dear. So... I don't know. I want to know where the rain, reindeer came from. Oh, this is so weird. This is the weirdest story about St. Nicholas. Are you ready? And then we'll be done. Okay. St. Nicholas died in 343 AD and was buried in Myra where he had been bishop. This didn't stop him from helping people. Legend has it that a clear, watery liquid would seep out of his bones and it had miraculous powers. Bone juice! In the 11th century, sailors from Bari took all of Nicholas's intact bones according to a vision they had where St. Nicholas said, Boy, I sure wish someone would take a portion of my bones to bury for some reason. And they left half of his skeleton, which eventually ended up in a shrine in Venice. Anyway... When the bones were entombed at Barry, a clear liquid oozed from the tomb itself, which people believed and believe is the same holy bone juice. Scientists like to point out that Bari is a seaside town and the tomb is below sea level. So, you know, the liquid might just be seawater. But that's a weird thing that Catholics do. Is they love to keep parts of saints and put them in a church and look at them and pray to them and stuff. Do you know? That supposedly the foreskin of Jesus <laughs> is in a little shrine. Where they go, oh, 
wants is a holy foreskin. I'm not making that Can up. Can you imagine if like I'm not making that up at all. Two thousand years from now. Okay, so it's it's forty twenty two. Forty twenty two Yeah. Won't and happen, we're all dead, but anyway. Satanic chapel somewhere. Yeah. yeah. There is Lillian's labia. Whoa! Whoa! Leave my labia out of this! Like, in a shrine. I mean, it should be. It's a very nice labia. (laughs) You know, I never... How fucking weird would that be? (laughs) God. Can we leave him alone? Poor Jesus. Do you really think he was castrated? No, it's his foreskin, ding dong. He was circumcised. I, I meant circumcised. I didn't mean. Well, if he was a Jew, then yeah, they were really still back then. Oh, that's so stupid. Well, let's not be insensitive. Sorry, <laughs> you're forgiven this I once. Just don't. My labia forgives you. I... Blessings from my labia. You brought my labia into this, <laughs> and you can't bring it out. We're going to talk about my labia. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Will's going to be like. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think they listen. Yeah. And well, they might. I don't know. Look, <laughs> you brought it up. What's the time say? Tell Will to cut out the labia talking. I'm not gonna. I'm leaving my labia in there where it belongs. God, I'm so sorry, you guys. It's so late. <laughs> yeah. It's like one o'clock in the morning. Oh, and there's one more thing I want to do before we go, and that is go to patreon.com slash cruelty if you want more of this ridiculous nonsense, but not more of my labia. So sorry. Don't have an OnlyFans or anything. You'll only find extra episodes and no ads. Yes. Wow, that was a good commercial. That was a very good commercial, yeah. minus the Libyan talk. No, I think it's I think it's that flavor we need. Is that the flavor we need? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't us. had any complaints. Okay. And um, with that, we're gonna go and say goodnight. Yes, we're gonna catch some Z's. I, I love you. So does my labia. Yeah, I'm so grossed out. Bye, guys. <laughs>